Hi, everyone. You are listening to the Sleepover Podcast. I am Carolyn Elliott. And I'm Layla Bernard. And this is really exciting. This is really our big slutty podcast because we are <laughs> Layla here. and Carolyn's big slutty podcast. Yeah. Exactly. We're Welcome. not changing the title. It's still called Sleepover Podcast, but, but, but the big this slutty episode. episode. This is the big, <laughs> big slutty episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big slutty episode because we have more guests than ever here with us today. We have guests who have been not only participants in Sleepover Mystery School, so they're initiates of Sleepover Mystery School, and they have also just now been through our uh, ritual training that we offered um, here this past week of Exclusively notes, to initiates of Sleepover Mystery School. Where we gave them all of the back door, back, <laughs> back door <laughs> secret, <laughs> back <laughs> door <laughs> appropriate and then maybe even some they yeah. got to look up our skirts in a very intimate way uh-huh. and uh, now many of them are going to be continuing on helping us supporting us in the leading of future mystery schools uh, and we just wanted to gosh let you guys all get a chance to meet them and feel them and um, get a little bit more of a taste for the magic that we do here all together in sleepover mystery culture. Yeah, sleepover mystery culture, exactly. It's taking off. It's so taking off. Um, Okay, so I figured that we would just let pass the phones around and let everybody just say hi, say their names, introduce yourself. Oh, just so you all know, we are recording on two phones so that the thing that happened last time where our phones didn't work won't happen again. (laughs) We're taking precautions for you, dear listeners. So, hello there. I am Tanya, and I am an initiate of Sleepover Mystery School and loving it. Thank you, Tanya. So we have Tanya here with us. Hi, I'm Thomas, also an initiate, and I'm originally from Belgium. Thomas came from around the world to come to all four of our immersions. <laughs> and no regret. Oh, I forgot to say I'm from Alabama. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Alabama. That's yeah. right. Tanya from Alabama. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Danny. Um, I am from California, but live in Vermont. Hey everybody, my name is Lisa, and I am a military brat, so I am from nowhere and everywhere, but I currently live in the wild desert of West Texas. And I'm Brody. I'm living in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thank you, Brody. And I'm Jean, and I am not a military brat, but I am also from everywhere and nowhere for various reasons. Um, I currently live in Lynchburg, Virginia, though. Great. And actually, we did pass the phones around for that, but I just want to assure everybody that these phones are actually quite good at picking up the conversation. And for our listeners, we are on the south side of Pittsburgh, and there are... um, trains going by. I don't know if you can hear those in the distance. And we also have Lulu with us playing with her toys, so you might hear some Lulu toy noises. Welcome to Malkuth. Yes. So, Leila, do you want to take control of the conversation? Well, we just wanted to have all these lovely people who took the plunge uh, speak to perhaps, like, reasons that your totally logical, very reasonable, modernly conditioned brain might have told you that it was a 
stupid, frivolous, horrible, insane decision to join a mystery cult, and why you are so fucking glad that you did not listen to that madness. Um, and anyone who wants to just, I see, Danny, I see you snapping with a picture. Yeah, maybe I'll, you'd like to just take us off and. Yeah, I can hop in. Um, so, yeah, I think what came up first was uh, for me of like why it made absolutely no sense to even apply for this was that I had no frame of reference, um, no scholarly understanding. Um, you know, I just that story in my head of you're gonna go and be the random person like among these great people who are already like supposed to be there and you're like what am I doing I don't even know what I'm doing I don't really know why I applied but it was just this pull of like I am in a dark night of the soul and I have to be there and and you guys felt that and we're like oh yeah you do need to be here and it was to date one of the greatest surrenders and decisions of my life would you just tell us more why it ended up being such a great decision and such great medicine for your dark night of the soul Ooh, uh yeah um that's a little hard to put into words i'm a uh i guess i'll just share blanket that i'm a very like visceral physical like energetic experiencing sort of person um so um i didn't have a sense of why i needed it like well, intellectually it, maybe could you describe it. a moment when you realized that you had made the right decision like what was going on in the moment where you were like oh yeah glad i did this yeah, I mean, I was like energetically completely blown open in the first um, immersion. Um, uh, and all of a sudden these people that I was kind of shy and not sure about, I just knew like, oh, I'm meant to be here with them. In a, in a sense of assuredness I had never had in my life. And, um, you know, I just knew that there was so much depth in the surrender that I was in and so excited to keep surrendering to it. And like, I think that was the first moment of like true, like tapped in understanding of the potency of surrender. Mm. Thank you, Danny. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, Tanya. I have a thought. Okay, so before applying for mystery school mm -hmm. I thought to myself I mean I really wanted it but I thought to myself how much will it be and can I afford it with my previous work that I had been doing with Carolyn with wealth and electric yes for the first time in a long time I had been able to call in I'm an artist and I had been able to call in commissions like large-scale commissions where I was making good money um, but other than that, um, I was making good money at that time. Um, but other than that, it was just enough for me to live and not necessarily, it was either like, do I continue to live in my van and go to mystery school or do I uh, keep that money for myself and don't not go to mystery school? Do I just, you know what I mean? It was just like one of those things, like I can go to mystery school and spend, you know, and be, um, in, in that position, you know? And I thought, well, fuck <laughs> what am i <laughs> i really want this i uh does it make does it make sense and people are like yeah you really need to do, you know be responsible with your money and do you know the things in your life that 
uh, what are you going to a mystery school for? What does that What does that even mean? And um, I just felt it in my heart, my soul, and my gut. So I made the decision, which I do not regret one single bit, not one ounce do I regret it. And I knew when um, when I met everyone, the other mystery school uh, people, and the leaders of the mystery school on the first night on the first night well it was the first two days mm -hmm. i um i had had dreams for years 20 something years of dreaming about having exquisite the most joyous play with all these friends that i had i didn't know them i didn't know who they were when i woke up i just remembered how much joy i had and these were repetitive dreams you know throughout my life and when I got here, I was like, these are the fucking people I've been dreaming about all this time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Me too, Tanya. I would dream of like mm. being in these amazing improvisational theater mm. group games with like 50 to 100 people and like I felt so close to them yeah. and it was so delightful and then I would wake up and I'd be like, where are the love? <laughs> where are the <laughs> I'm often brought to tears by this school. And like, I, just wanna, I just really want to congratulate you, Tanya, for making the cooler choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will take like, that. And I, and I, I think that's such an important thing about doing magic and about like tapping into becoming your higher self and doing the great work is really like sitting down at those like decision points in life and being like, okay. So when I tell the story of my life, what will I feel better about? Will I feel better about making this like responsible decision that like every single other person is telling me to do? Or will I feel better about being like, yeah. And then there was this point where like I could have stopped living in my van and got an apartment, but instead I joined up mystery. Like that's so much cooler of a story in the end. And like that is well beyond measure. Yeah. It really is. Choosing yourself. Yes. Choosing yourself, mm -hmm. or yes. should, I think. Mm -hmm. It's like that's a huge monumental decision that changes everything in your life. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, yeah. would you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that's exactly what I did. I was just thinking, like, I had never actually taken anybody's workshop. I'm a crazy information person. I'm a reader. I listen to podcasts. I, I felt like I had been practicing an alone spirituality because, like there wasn't anything that was my flavor like kinky weird fun crazy earthy like but also deeply spiritual hugely powerful like nothing and um i had heard carolyn's podcast um and i was like who the fuck is that like um the voice this voice that sounded like that's 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 the person those are these are the people i'm looking for and um you mean this podcast or carolyn's no, yeah, tim ferris were you on with Tim Ferriss or something? I don't. From I was Austin? not on with Tim Ferriss. Wait, somebody with somebody from Austin. I think so. I feel like it was. Well, it happened. It never happened. I totally hallucinated. I wish I was on Tim Ferriss. Here I am. Tim. Or Aubrey Marcus. Maybe Aubrey Marcus. I also wish I was. Okay, 
yeah, and uh, so I found myself, I was like, Shh, uh, I'm going to take a course. Now. I, I read the book. I got offered my dream job out of the blue, literally like, whoop. Um, I had, yeah, at the perfect moment when I ran out of money from starting my own company. And I was like, what the fuck? What is happening? And so, um, yeah, I took a course, which I had never taken anyone's course ever. And it was about planetary magic. It was influence. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, how did I not discover, like, witchcraft, wizardry, and magic in Thelema before this? Which is an interesting question. But, um, yeah, and then I didn't even have a question, really. As soon as the course was announced... Sleepover Mystery School? Yeah, Sleepover Mystery School was announced. I'm like, I'm fucking doing that. And I didn't tell anyone. I was just, like, waiting for it to be open so I could say yes. Um... You know, the, the, I guess the resistance is, like, I had never spent that amount of money on myself. And that's what I, that's what makes me emotional. It's like this, like, I'm doing this for myself. Fuck you all. Like, I'm choosing me. And I didn't even know what it was, but I knew the feeling of magic, sacred, profane, like a place where it felt like I was going to be able to be myself and also expand into my power, like have an actual practice. The thing with books and podcasts and like, there isn't an actual, there's a transmission through the book, but there's no like, no way to have, I didn't even have a daily relevant spiritual physical practice before. It was all in my, my interior, my interiority. So anyway, yeah, I just... And then what, what happened for you when after, from going to sleep over mystery school? And dumping $10,000 into your <laughs> I feel like I am finally surrendering to my power in the best possible way. And I my the biggest challenge for me interestingly enough is I can very easily be social but it is really hard for me to be close because I was a military brat and so then we had all these exercises that were like getting to these this the rich deepness of people right away and I was simultaneously terrified and almost to the point of an anxiety attack and at the same time I was like this is the only way I'm going to break through my aloneness is to actually practice these deep things with other people and yeah at that first mystery school I had a huge breakdown after a meditation at the end and this big grief came out from these synchronous things that triggered the the grief from losing our first baby during childbirth and I'm a sensation slut slap me up like punch me up. like if, if this can move me to, to my healing and to these gritty places and this juiciness with these super smart people that I probably never would have discovered because we're all so different and yet the same. Like, I I was like, this is it. And I'm simultaneously completely enraptured and seduced and terrified because I don't know if I'm ready to love life myself and people this much because it's scary. And I feel like I've gone through this whole cycle through all the schools and the rituals of surrendering to the death of love like the death of love of myself and also like bring it on I'm going to embody and I want I have a responsibility to 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 the bodhisattva vow I have the responsibility now I'm not going to hide I'm not hiding in the background anymore I'm not doing that to myself and you're glad that you put yourself through this experience oh no it's torture no I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's, 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 it's exquisite. It's 
exquisite. It's like being roasted on the spit of your desire. It's exquisite torture. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm, my life is totally different, and I can't even wait to see. I can't even wait to see what's gonna happen. I can't even wait to see. I'm like, holy fuck. When you wish I was a discomforts and I think this is true for all of us it's really the primary discomfort is like 
the intensity of the intimacy mm. that this demands of you. Like, who are you? Tell us, like, reveal your shit. Like, come out and, like, get naked, it metaphorically and or, you know, who knows, maybe even literally in front of these people and just share yourself. And that's, like, terrifying and it's intense. But at the same time, that's, that is the juice of life. And, um, and it just, it really connected us all in these intense ways. What I didn't anticipate was uh, the emergence of like a, a genuine community of people who I just love and connect with and have as like feels like family to me at this point. That um, is such a delight, and also just in my own personal life, um, it's hard to know if I could necessarily ascribe it to daily, you know, regular ritual practice, which again, I also was not something I, you know, I never imagined myself as a, a like, ceremonial magician, um, but here I find myself as, like, you know, highly initiated ceremonial magician. And, Fell right over my face into the, into the mystery, and the mystery spread its legs, and I dove in. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you should. As I should, and I highly recommend. It is warm and juicy and great in here. And, um, yeah, and I, what I found is that, um, as magic seems to be magic, like, completely unexpected changes have ha occurred in my life. Uh, unanticipated opportunities have just sort of emerged and presented themselves in my life and I find myself now in a place that I never would have dreamed possible for myself in my professional and personal life that um, it's just so fun to be in this like it makes me just very excited and interesting to see what other madcap adventures are barreling down upon me from the universe because uh, they're definitely unfolding for me uh, since I really kind of committed to going for it and so that's that's where i land with that so bottom line you were super irresponsible absolutely <laughs> and was it worth it without question great it was absolutely <laughs> worth it like you couldn't put money to this like the way it's like affected me and what mm -hmm. the gifts that i've received in multitudes of manners it's like you know it, it, it's truly you can't buy this kind of a thing but i guess you can <laughs> <laughs> I have some friends of mine who have, are also who, who do a lot of workshops and they're like how much was it again and I give them the number and they're like that actually is cheap <laughs> you are in here first of all paid there's a lot of other programs that are a lot shorter a lot less personally immersive, a lot less mm. transformative mm. in intense ways, and they cost even twice as much. Mm. Uh, what? <laughs> 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 
I can't believe you guys are giving this away. Folks, Delina keeps telling me to raise the price by like ten thousand dollars. So everybody, get in now before she gets through to me. And it's like twenty thousand dollars next time. So like you know, I'd say probably would still be worth it. Yeah, it would be. And I think, yeah, yeah. We did not pay these people to say this. They are saying this of their own volition. You can't actually. You cannot actually put a dollar amount on it. You can't put like there's topical transformation and there's like alchemical alchemical transformation. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And there you cannot. There's no dollar. Like it's invaluable. It's priceless. Yeah. But it's so fun to be with a yeah just a group of people who's all doing it at once, just yeah. like popping yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> Coming at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I see Thomas over here with an energy, an aura of like Ooh. leaning in, and so I just wanted to direct Thomas, came from Belgium. Yeah. The Belgian dude. Um. Yeah. He's weirdly American, but that's part of his. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm seriously from Belgium, and that was part of my process because it was in the middle of COVID madness. So I was like, how? And there were no refunds. So I thought, if this is such a gamble. Like my flights are going to get all canceled. Um, there's going to be so many restrictions that I don't know yet. Like this is impossible to plan. So this is just not the right time for this kind of thing. I remember your interview, Thomas. I remember your interview and just like <laughs> wanting you to come so bad. Mm. Like, so bad. Why did mm. you want him to come so bad? I don't even know. I think it was your beautiful, piercing blue eyes. And I think it was your like sweet earnestness about it. I just was like, please come, Thomas. Please. Please. And then you asked me, how much do you think it costs? And I was like, let me just guess an amount that I think is too high, but then to show that I'm willing to do it. And I guessed $3,000. <laughs> and I was so convinced, because I had never done a program like this. I have no idea how much these things cost. And I was also thinking, like, my flights are also going to cost a ton. So my guessing was way off. And you were like, um, more like 10000 <laughs> So I was like, fuck. That's not an option. I don't have that money. That is more than double what I thought. And that was already like a wild guess. And yet, I still knew just like I had that same pull that Layla had. Like, but I need to be here. So I was like in the real state of complete disorientation and confusion about it. And then Carolyn made a video about, because there were more people like me who were like, um, I really want to do this, but I don't think I can afford it. And the tip she gave us was to really feel into the desire itself and to allow that sort of guide however you thought about fixing that financial problem. So I did that and I had like a wild somatic bursting open where I really allowed that desire in. And that's when I realized, fuck, I don't do this. Like, I am apparently not a person who feels into what I want. And that made me so... It was That was a very painful experience, because I knew then that I had 
organized and lived my life in a way that did not match what I wanted. Well, and you were like a thelemite already. Yeah, and I had you were like slapped in the face with the realization <laughs> you're like, I don't even pay attention to my desire. Right. So I thought then, having felt that in my body, how cruel would it be to myself to say, well, I'm just going to ignore that. Because it was so obvious that it was just piercing through my entire being. And that's when I knew, shit, this is a real thing. And yes, I've read a ton and I'm like, a, I've, I've been like a scholar of Western esotericism, so I like knew a bunch of stuff. But I knew that, oh fuck, this is gonna be the real thing. This isn't just gonna be, this isn't gonna be me reading a book. And they promised some heavy shit on that website. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to get that union of, with your holy guardian angel. And I knew what that meant, probably more than anyone else joining. And I was like, shit, that's a big goal. And yet they didn't offer any guarantees. So it was like very enticing. And without revealing anything, like, yeah, it was the real deal. And that meant a lot to me because I was on my own, like Lisa. I was, I mean, I guess I identified as a thelemite, but I never sought out any other group because yeah. I just intuitively knew, yeah. no. We you like, tell us more about your credentials, Thomas? Um, yeah, I mean, Sleepover Mystery School came after like 10 years of reading and just developing intellectually and i guess i knew a lot and i also studied esotericism in amsterdam so i have like an actual degree in it which what is, is your ridiculous. degree in thomas please say that for the good people at home it's called well it's religious studies but i specialize in western esotericism and if you want to study that you can go to amsterdam the university of amsterdam offers it and if you really want a taste of it you should sign up for Sleepover Mystery School. Yes. <laughs> yes, because it's a completely, like Lisa said, you can know so much, but my somatic understanding was completely at zero. So I had to actually also start from scratch with all of these people, regardless of everything that I knew. Interesting. Wow. And then I got the experience I had been craving for 10 years which I was never able to, re to produce on my own, because of course you can. Yeah. So that process of surrender after 10 years of trying on my own and failing and then chasing that desire and receiving it, that was like the biggest, biggest medicine I could get. And we're now a year later almost, and my life looks completely different and my heart feels completely different. and. That's the kind of medicine that I desperately needed, and I didn't even think that that was possible after 10 years, and I received it. I have a question, Thomas. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, when did you know that the, you know, the aim that we had set out to like bring forward knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel, mm -hmm. when did you know that like you were receiving that? Well, for me, the it was two things. It was the actual ritual aspect and no spoilers obviously <laughs> but it was so incredible because i knew golden dawn ritual i knew the inspirations these guys were pulling from so i had high af expectations <laughs> <laughs> and to be in the middle of that ritual dimension and to feel oh my god this is it and i felt like transported back to like early 20th century like 1888 golden dawn opening and i felt like this is that 
this is what I thought was lost to me. This is, I missed that era, so it's gone, and I was there. That I never expected would happen in my life. So, just so you know, this is that. talking about something and reading about something and there's another about being immersed in the like a living current of of the actual mojo washing over you in in a group setting like the potency of like group of ritual like it's really not to be underestimated <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah all right okay so it is wild to think back to roughly a year ago and think that it's only been a year because I cannot, I mean, I could never. I've been writing pages and pages. I've got like a novel-length manuscript of everything that's happened to me that's been wild and magical and mysterious and insane and unbelievable ever since then. But at the time, rewinding, I was in a pretty dark place um, having decided to leave an intentional community that my family and I had been a part of probably the deepest dark night of the soul of my entire life and I realize now it's because the choice was not just to leave a community the choice was to break a karmic cycle that I know for my soul was ancient and I was super addicted to it and I had been super getting off on it and thanks to finding existential kink four months prior so like it was like june of last year that my brother said carolyn's name to me and told me about her book and it was like then i followed her on instagram and then everything fell apart in my life and my community was basically like you suck get out of here that's not literally true if any of you are listening not sorry but (laughs) that was that was my internal experience and i was like it is time for us to go and it was horrible So when I saw the ad, the very first hint that Sleepover Mystery School was coming on Carolyn's Instagram page, I remember it vividly. I was in the bathtub scrolling Instagram when I saw the ad in like neon colors and I read what it was and I think you can even scroll back and find my comment where I was like, yes, this is for me. I'm going to be there. Like there was just no question in my mind whatsoever. That's um, just the hot tub at our Airbnb because we have the best parties. That's Lulu just turned Lulu off. Lulu just turned off. <laughs> yeah. Katie's with her. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there was that initial like sacral yes, absolutely. I was obsessed with Lisa Frank as a child, so those neon colors really were just like, hello, this is for you. <laughs> and I mean, on top of many other things. But then to answer the question about the rational thing that told you it was insane yes there were many of those so many of those because I was in such a low point especially that I was like telling myself all kinds of stories after I decided to apply and I did I was thinking like oh and then I did the interview and I found out how much it cost and it wasn't way actually way beyond what I expected I just was really intimidated by that because like like literally everybody else here that was a huge deal for me um had we not magically discovered a literally forgotten nest egg 
that had just been sitting in my husband's parents' files for the past 40 years that they forgot about. And then we're like, oh, we found this. Here you go. I, w I would not have had the money. I, would, I don't have the credit to get a credit card. So it would not have happened for me. So the universe literally was like, here you go. Here's the money. Here's the thing. And then there was the interview. And I, after the interview, I did go through a panic where I was like, all the other people there are going to be really, really rich, and um, <laughs> I'm not, and I will not fit in. All the other people there are going to be, like Danny said, like these like really cool, high-level, like master magic, or like whatever they do. I just like envisioned it as being like people who are like super successful and cool, and um, well, and it is that. I mean, like it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was seeing my. It's about how I was seeing yes. myself is the thing and I was seeing myself as like well I'm just a mom with I have an eight year old eight and four year old now so seven and three year old then and I just I don't have a job <laughs> I like sit at home and I'm not even a very hands-on like awesome a plus mom I don't love playing kid games I love thinking about things deeply and that's how I spend most of my time <laughs> so I was like whenever people ask me what I do I hate it so much because I'm like um I sit around and I read things and I think about things and I know things so you know a lot of things though. well thank you but I, you know, just my low opinion of myself at the time led me to believe that I just was not going to fit in. I couldn't afford it. It was an irresponsible way to spend money that, like, I had told myself was not mine, but was my husband's. Um, and I told myself I was going to say, when I was accepted, I told myself I was definitely going to say no. Like, I just couldn't do it. And it wasn't just the logical stuff. It was a sense of dread that built up. And I realized that I have this skill now, but I'm a super like psychic as fuck witch. And I knew what I was in for on a psychic level. And I was <laughs> dreading this level of love and intensity and magic and synchronicity and awareness of the truth. Um, just for fun, I think that my soul was just like, why don't we just dread this for a little bit? <laughs> so, I was in this state of dread where I was like, I'm going to read, and I opened my email to try to send a letter to say no, and I just could not, like, I physically could not do it. I could not make my fingers type the words, I'm not going to do this. <coughs> and I had already told my husband I wasn't going to do it, so I went back to him and I said, I can't say no. I'm trying, and I can't do it. And he's like, well, maybe you need to listen to that. Because he's glorious and wonderful and had already given me, like, full, extravagant, loving, welcome permission to do whatever I needed to do with his full, loving support. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing this. So I said yes. And, like, literally, I think right around the, the day. The worst decision that you ever made. Right now, Majin? Uh, terrible. It was horrific. <laughs> no, it was what the best thing that I've ever done in my entire life by a long shot. As I've said, I said in my video testimonial, I'll say to anybody who will listen, I would pay that $10,000 over and over and over and over and over if it meant that I had to, to hold on to what I've gotten from it. Mm -hmm. Wow. If I didn't do it again, if I didn't pay the $10,000 again, I would lose everything that I gained. I would be like, I will live on the streets. Like, that is the value for me personally that I got out of it. 
We are so generous. The magic is so generous. The magic is so generous. The magic is so generous. And the universe is so generous that it's not making me do that. Because it is nice. On the record, we are not forcing Amajine's hands. She's good. She's good now. She's in. Your membership is a subscription membership. And that's the thing is these people are my family, my loves, my soul tribe. My God, I've said over and over that like you are all the people that I've wanted and hoped for. I didn't even know to hope for it because I didn't know you existed. Yeah, yeah. Is the thing. And it's it just kills me now when I think back to being afraid that you wouldn't be my people. Like you are so beyond my people. You are like <laughs> my like starseed alien people. Like we've been together for aeons and aeons doing bizarre things in the universe. And I mean, I just want to talk real quick about like the moment that I knew I had made the right choice. I got to Miami still in kind of a state of dread for the first immersion. And um, a few weeks prior to that, I had had a super vivid like astral level dream which I had two of these before in the two months before going to the first immersion which were my first ones ever I had never had this level of dream and those of you who've had them know what I'm talking about where it's like so vivid so real the emotions are so intense and you remember every bit of it when you wake up and I had had this dream of being in a ritual like I was wearing a white toga like thing and I was up on a platform and a bunch of us were sitting around a perimeter and um I don't know somebody came in I don't know if it was like the priestess or just the person who was at the center of the ritual um dressed as what I would later realize was Isis but at the time had no idea no fucking idea what I was looking at but I was fully embodied in this person, in this dream that was not me, not current me. And when I woke up, I was just like, what was that? And when I got to Miami, I was like, I'm gonna take myself, a few weeks after this dream, I'm gonna take myself out for a nice brunch because I'm kind of freaking out and I'm gonna treat myself. So I randomly picked this place in Miami Beach, which if you've been to Miami Beach, you know there's like 10,000 restaurants. And I was seated out on the patio and got my food. And as I was beginning to eat, the waitress led another woman my way. And I looked up and I saw her face and I was like, I know her. And I looked back down at my food, like totally freaked out because I had never had such a profound feeling of like, I know her and she's going to sleep over mystery school. And like, I had missed the, the calls before starting um so I I had not like actually seen her on those um but it was this weird feeling and I'm sitting there thinking she was seated directly next to me we were both alone at these two top tables right next to each other and I was sitting there thinking like okay I know she's going to sleep over mystery school and I know I know her but like how do I just turn to her and say this I was like in this high sensation state of like, this is a very bizarre situation. <laughs> when she said to me, are you going to sleep over mystery school? <laughs> Who was it? It was Lila. I was yeah. And I turned and I looked at her and I said, yes. And I knew that you were also 
and we just fell into this vortex of like this is my sister my ancient ancient sister and like we jumped into this incarnation and agreed to meet again in Miami at Sleepover Mystery School and I was like shit this is gonna be real because it was like locked and loaded in that moment before <laughs> I even laid eyes on the venue or Carolyn or Layla or anyone it was like the magic the mystery had already started and I knew that I had done absolutely the right thing and I mean it's only been wilder and wilder if that sounds wild it Oh, I, I realized she was the, like, priestess woman, the Isis woman from my dream, by the way. That's the ending to that. It's eventually I looked at her face and I was like, it was you in my dream. That amazing. amazing. I feel like the question that I want to, like, the thing that I, like, really want to ask anybody who's listening to this right now or in any future time, um, you know, like, money aside, like, I basically heard everyone here say some version of, like, yeah, it seemed like a weird amount of money to spend, but I had it, and I spent it anyway, or, like, I didn't know how I was going to have it, but, like, it never became a concern. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever was financially ruined by this program, um, despite the fact that your rational mind might be like, oh my god, that is, like, a huge barrier for me. Uh, Turns out it didn't become that for anyone. Um, so the question that like I want to ask is like why might you be dreading experiencing this insanely transformational level of love? Yeah, people mm. at home. Why? Why? <laughs> why might you be dreading being so so revealed and humiliated by just love? It's <laughs> <laughs> a deep question. It's a so very deep. Thomas, I saw that you seem to be thinking something while Amajin was talking. I was wondering what was coming up for you. I just recognized that story, but I forgot that that happened. And it just made me think of all of the crazy synchronicities that have surrounded us ever since we decided to join. Mm -hmm. Could you lay one on me? Like, what was a crazy synchronicity that you experienced? Well, for me, it was how I even discovered, like, the speed at which I discovered your work, Carolyn, and then mm-hmm. Existential King, and mm-hmm. then suddenly mm-hmm. the Psalms campaign started. Yeah. Like it was just yeah. timed <laughs> so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then the card I kept um, pulling, um, the tarot card, was the Ten of Discs. I which... pulled the Ten of Discs today. Oh my God! <laughs> See, people, <laughs> it happens all the time. It happens and, all the time. Right, and it was like I just mentioned the ten years of like spiritual putrefaction mm. that I had, and it was like the start of a new cycle. Wow. Carolyn's program was called Wealth, and then it sub- became Electric Yes, and that was the Electric Yes that I was feeling, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And that was all before I was even officially a member. So there was just this vortex, like Amajin describes, that we can all feel that is real, yes, that will continue yes. to do things to us, even as this program has now officially ended, like we're still in it. Mm-hmm. So well, that, now you're an initiated member of our magical order, so. Yeah. 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 Different vortices. But yeah. so that's an interesting thing somatically, is if you feel that pull, feel the feeling, I, I felt the vortex also. That was the actual, like, I'm signing up, like, I don't even know why. And, and it, it was so fast. It was like I heard the voice. I heard Carolyn's voice. Listened, experienced a little bit, but it was really like. A, this is the thing. It was like being on a fucking the top of a roller coaster and being pulled downhill without my own volition. Yeah, when you yeah. know, you know. Like the other astral dream I had was David Bowie coming to me and telling me at the beginning of October last year, it's time to go. 
and I was like, uh, David Bowie, I wasn't even a big David Bowie fan, okay, like, I was like, he's super cool, super love him, but, like, I just wasn't, like, my music ever that I had really gotten into, so it was very strange to see him show up in my astral realm experience while I was having lunch with a friend, and he was like, no, he was communicating with me telepathically, it's time to go, and then I got to the immersion, and I told Layla about that, and she's like, Oh, that was totally David Bowie who came to call you in to sleep over mystery school because, like, Carolyn kicks around with him in the astral realm all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I believe it. Like, yeah, at this David point. Bowie's definitely in our magical order on the astral plane. We're <laughs> David Bowie's magical order. And like I was saying, now you are all in the magical order. And I really just wanted to highlight for people who are listening now because you all were in, like, a somewhat unique position of, like, you know, jumping, jumping into something that had never happened before, truly mysterious. Um, and um, anybody who's listening now or in the future um, is coming into an established thing that you all are now part of. And one of the things that we've been talking about so much this weekend in this training is really like revealing the ways that we we don't want this to just be like a nine month program that yeah. you pay this money for and then it's over and then you guys kind of have to just like be on your own and whatever. Like it is a continuing culture of reverence for the mystery mm-hmm. and love and community and like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I guess I'm interested to just hear you all folks talk about like, what is it that you're so excited about the future? Like if you could see 10 years down the line, like how do you see yeah. this experience that you jumped into like blooming even further in your life? Well, I'll speak just immediately to, um, you know, I've never gone to a class, shall you say, where after the class, like, everybody in the class wants to keep hanging out. And, like, not just like, oh, we'll stay in touch, but, like, let's all rent an Airbnb. <laughs> Travel and, like, all for three days. Hang out for three days. Yeah. And then, like, every time, and, like, uh, even if I never did anything else in the program, like, I, you know, you kind of just expect everybody to disperse, and that might happen, I don't know, but like in our group at least, I've been really impressed and just sort of astonished to see that the the family that was cultivated, like, has its own momentum, its own cohesion, and it's just like, it it just feels like it's a living organism that wants to continue to live, and now that we're in this order, like, feeling that that might continue to grow and like 10 years out like the, the idea that I that these people will fall out of my life seems a little bit absurd at the moment like it's just like they're part of my life now and how excited are you to meet the other super freaky weirdo people so, so oh. been evolving and yeah. you know we've been able to evolve with it and that's 
really yeah. Yeah. Like, people are like going places and meeting up in little groups but like like yeah if i go to this city i have friends if i go to this city i have friends and like mm-hmm. the more and more people that continue to become if you will part of the family uh like the richer the deeper mm-hmm. the 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 all the, the network the network mm-hmm. becomes i keep like, thinking of it as like a like a neural network yeah. like we are reprogramming oh, the brain this is brain katie and soul. hello by the way <laughs> katie decided to chime in hey, i chimed in hello um yeah i just feel like if there's anything that everybody could use more of right now it's like kindness and empathy and we are just like dispersing that all over like little dandelion clock seeds like all going back to where we came from with this new perspective and like genuine love for people. I have, I just have such a strong feeling of this as an organism. And when through this ritual training, it became apparent that we hadn't just been attendees that completed something that we're now a part of this organism and the vortex feeling of being sucked into mystery school feels opening and open, like it's getting bigger and bigger. And I feel us in the future actually as a, as like the rites of Eleusis, right? Like the mystery school. I feel the actual throngs of people doing the work, the great work, like carrying that together in this fucking great, fun, sexy way. But I actually feel that it's already happened. Like it feels like it's already happened. And that feeling was like a huge emotional catharsis for me. Like, no, I didn't just I didn't just like sign up for a class or a school like this is happening this is like real time culture building and ma- and magical great work and I am a part of that and we're an organism and it's uh, fate accompli and you can too and you can too <laughs> and also we are speaking to like the awesome joiningness of this and like how cool and awesome and amazing it is and also it's also still very secret and mysterious and only the coolest weirdest people are doing it so you're not like not cool weirdos damn yeah and, like, <laughs> It's also still very exclusive, very cult, very fringe. So yeah. that is like it still has the yeah. secret. The, you can still get in on the you know those ground floor, the yeah. grassroots. You can still be remembered as one of the glorious founding exactly. <laughs> members. You can still you know have it's still early, it's still early days in the two thousand year history of our amazing cult. Exactly. So it's really like it's still very exclusive. So if that appeals to you. That appeals to you. Yeah. I wonder, Katie, would you like to tell more about like answer the questions folks have been speaking? So the original sure. question, and the original question was, um, you signed up for something that was, by all rational, modern assessment, completely insane and totally irresponsible, mm-hmm. and quite expensive considering that it's just fucking around doing magic. <laughs> you, were absolutely nothing. And you were promised absolutely nothing and told nothing at all about it except where to show up and who to pay. And I'm curious to know, like, what were your rational mind's objections and why are you super glad that you did not listen to that voice? Yeah, no, that was the appeal. I am wildly (laughs) irresponsible and insane. And so as soon as I saw, like, absolutely zero promises except that it'll be heckin' weird, I was like, yep, I'm in. 
and definitely and I just had like a bone deep certainty like that was for me <laughs> so that was very easy I had no reservations I also did not have the money but that just was never going to be a problem for me I just knew it was for me and was it a problem for you oh my god people could not stop throwing money at me afterwards like within a day within a day someone offered to buy me a house <laughs> I it just, yeah, it, it, I had, I got three no raises in a month. No it was, yeah. Results are individual. You <laughs> in, in one month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Weird. I don't so think I weird. gave you enough last time. I'd really like to up that number. Like, that is, <laughs> that is not the kind of thing that happens to a wildly well, irresponsible I, person I just, normally. So I definitely knew I was in the current. I just want to stress that for people who are listening who maybe applied and are like, maybe or uh, like were applied and were accepted are like I don't know like I need to wait to see like sometimes it's the insane yes commitment of like I am doing this that finally allows the universe to be like okay great you're yes. on board we will make this happen for you yes. and all of the like I don't know I need to see like what's gonna happen the universe is like well then nothing, nothing is going to happen. <laughs> that is the surrender rate. It's like you don't know how it's going to work. But if you know it's what, it, you know in your heart of hearts, in you like it's going to have, you have to do it. Then and you surrender to that. Mm -hmm. Truly the magic and the universe wants to be that generous and wants, wants us there, if it's correct. And mm -hmm. I think for all of us, like not to diminish the struggle that some of us had to be here, but it was correct in every single way that we could not imagine. We will continue not imagine <laughs> from our, you know, conscious, you know, cerebral space. Wow. I feel like what a successful episode. <laughs> this has been a great slutty time with you all. Yeah. Wow. They're really awesome. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just really want to stress these are not paid actors. <laughs> and in fact, they paid us to come party and be trained. So like, it's really like the opposite. Like they just want you to understand so very much that this was something that changed their lives. And um, you can too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a quote that I want to read to you guys. Um, that's uh, William H. Murray, who was one of the first uh, Europeans to climb uh, successfully Mount uh, Everest. And he says, until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there's one elementary truth, the ignorance of which would kill something, thousands of splendid plans. And that is that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would have never, never otherwise occurred. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Providence. So once you move, you make that commitment, and then you don't know what's going to happen. But like you set wheels in motion, and I really have seen that just over and over and over in my life, and I definitely found it to be uh, something I experienced here. So I thought very appro appropriate for what you're saying. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Brody. Okay, gorgeous. 
Once you move, I move, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you dip, I dip, we dip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, glorious. Well, thank you so, so much, everybody. I, it's been so such a pleasure talking to you. Everybody listening at home, we have two spots open for Sleepover Ooh. Mystery School 2023. So I know that like a few hundred people listen to this podcast usually as soon as it gets published. If you are one of those people... It would be a good idea for you to go now and click right on the Sleepover Mystery School web's carolyngraceelliot.com slash psalms, S-O-M-S. Fill out that application. If you haven't already, just get a move on if you're feeling the call. If you're listening to this later, you can, you can do that too. It might not be full yet, but act now. And um, 